five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden, and I am with Harpo. And here we are. It is the last week in September. We are with our good friend and two seven brother, Matthew Maxwell. Maxwell, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good, good. Well, we took a week off last week, and man, what a big week in the war in Ukraine. We were just talking about it. It seems a whole lot of stuff has happened in Russia. Not as much in Ukraine, but a whole lot in Russia that uh, is going to have a pretty direct impact on the war. So the first thing, uh, Vladimir Putin got up, gave this very fiery speech on national television where he uh, began a, a draft. And it's not a total draft. He said that... Um, they're not uh, conscripting um, you know, all military-aged males in Russia, but uh, just recalling those who have pre previously served uh, in the army. Um, he also made some more uh, not-so-veiled threats to use uh, nuclear weapons um, in Ukraine, and basically just has, instead of, um, has just really put all his cards on the table and has gone in and has escalated the war even further. So... Um, lots of oh, and excuse me, and also he discussed um, this uh, series of referendums in the areas of Ukraine that uh, Russia controls, which are all going to be a complete and total sham um, to uh, potentially escalate the war even further. So, um, Harp, let's start with you, man. The draft notices in this draft. What do you think about it? How would you feel if? Um, the government was calling you back to a war that you didn't want to fight. Um, that's a pretty obvious answer, but let me hear what you think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like the inactive reserve, like what we have here is what he's calling back, what it sounds like to me. Uh, I don't know if they have the same kind of format we do, so they don't have to do the draft. But yeah, he's calling it. He's, he's, we got to get some guys from somewhere. And uh, he's gonna go after the ones that he knows he can get. Yep. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what what the next step is gonna be when he runs out of these people. Like, is he gonna make it mandatory? Then you're gonna really see uh, see some turmoil coming out of Russia because you know there's a lot of people that don't want to be no part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and then, I mean, you've seen where the White House, you know, come out and said that, you know, of course, we'll welcome any Russian uh, people that are fleeing. Oh, I did I did not see that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah oh, they, they, the White House yeah. said a little piece on it today, so they'd welcome any of them. Hopefully they would screen them pretty, pretty thoroughly. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. But, um, yeah, that would be interesting. It would, it's, I, it's... Pretty. So I think his next, yeah, his next step is going to be. Uh, I mean, he may be just pulling this card to uh, show show a little bit of his force that he that he still has, um, based on his like a power move for him. Mm -hmm. uh, so when this when this card slaps him in the face like everything else has, it's going to be interesting where he goes. I agree. I agree 100%. And, and let me ask you, so, and, and, and Harp, if you, 
if you were sitting at home with your family like you are now and you got called back to fight a very unpopular um, war that had nothing to do with you, how would you feel? It would be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like if my government owns me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, really, really, you know, you don't have much to say until you completely. I tell everybody when you're on the inactive reserve, you only got one of your balls back. Yeah. You ain't got them both yet. They still got one of them. Yeah. So, when when that when that term runs out, you're you're a free man. They can't make you do nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, as long as they got you, they got you. I mean, legally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can, uh, make your life more miserable than it already is. Yep. Yep. Because I'm sure their lives are miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would not want to be a military age male of Russian right now. Because you, because you know, every military age male over there is thinking, just when, 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 when's my, when's yep. my call? Mm -hmm. I know it's coming. Yep. 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 You know they're not living that. Yep. Happy, good, joyful life with that in the back of their head. Yep. All day, every day. Yep. 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 Maxwell. What do you think about uh, the recall slash draft? <laughs> the reaction of the Russian citizens lets you know where, how how much they freaking uh, think of that and think of the war. And that's for the whole world stage to see. So you're watching Russia from the inside come unglued. I can't even cover it up. Um, I don't know if the question is if that was if I was a young Russian male on that. Yeah, I, I'd be on one of those planes that took off, headed anywhere with non-extradition laws. Yeah. If in the uh, in the sense that you're sending me to a losing proposition. Especially, I don't know if you've seen some of the footage coming out of there. The uh, condition of some of the AKs they're issuing out to these draftees, completely rusted pieces of shit. The fact that the Russians are using 50-year-old tanks now. Uh, you know, the, the Red Army, the fucking, I don't know, paper tiger that it is, is, is really showing that fucking, they've got nothing. Yeah. Right, I just saw an article with pictures from uh, I think it was Forbes that the Russians put troops at the Georgian border to stop people from fucking leaving. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. It is. It's a fucking. It's oh god. It is. It's it's, it's turning to the Soviet Union again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it it, it is because. You got guys getting mobilized that are protesting and beating the shit out of the fucking cops that are trying to get them on cattle cars, right? And be like, hey, why don't you come die with us? You've got fucking Russian cops there fucking firing into the air and like to get people under control because like people are like, no, I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It, man, it is crazy. I, I have not seen any of the, um, uh, pictures of the rusty AK-47s, but a guy and I um, were talking about it at work today, and he was telling me about them. And uh, 
Yeah, man. And like the images that have been striking to me is um, it, like they're the, the um, over the weekend, there are um, lines of like 8,000 cars, I think, to like Georgia, to Finland, to like any bordering country. Everybody's trying to get the fuck out. And the, in the day or so after um, Putin's uh, speech last week, false, all the flight, there's, there's still um, Turkey, Istanbul, you, it, Turkey, um, Armenia, and a handful of other countries are still open to Russian flights, and you don't require a visa to go there if you're from Russia. So, like, um, flights to Istanbul went from, like, 300 bucks to, like, $1,000. Um, dudes are just getting out of Dodge as quickly as they can, and I can't blame them, man. And, like, um, because, yeah, it's, it's this, this war has been... I'll go back to it. I've been saying the same thing since, to be, um, you know, since it started to go south of Russia, man. This is just a war of fundamentals, and uh, Russia has fucked up everything. It has bumbled into a um, very stupid war and then run it completely poorly. And up until now, Putin has been able to run it without getting, um, without having to involve Russian citizens. But that changed last week, and I think that um, you know the average Russian citizen has no voice and has no. Um, no political say in anything, but they, you know, at some point, I, I imagine there's got to be some sort of tipping point where, you know, people just like enough is enough. And when you start, um, you know, pulling people off the street and sending them in, um, sending them in to fight this war, I, I mean, you know, it's going to hit at some point. So, um, yeah, the, um, yeah, it was, it was some of the images we saw out of Russia were crazy this week, man. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, so that's the first part about it. Now, the second part of his speech, of Putin's speech, is um, these referendums that Russia is going to um, launch in some of these separate regions. It's in, uh, I say Donetsk, Luhansk. I can't pronounce the names correctly, and I apologize for that. Um, but um, Russia is, uh, I, I believe they're still, as we record, the voting is still underway, uh, setting up these referendums, um, that, which, which are all, uh, which are a complete sham. They did the same thing in Crimea, where they're going to have the local residents um, vote, and I put vote in air quotes, um, on whether or not to join Russia. And we all know the outcome of these uh, elections, but the thought is, to, and what the thought is, and what is worrying um, uh, uh, you know, analysts uh, in the U.S. and Europe is that once he um, declares these um, these separate uh, these regions as part of Russia, then any attack on uh, in these regions can be um, uh, uh, interpreted as attacks on Russian soil, and thus giving him um, more and giving him in the Russian army, um, you know, more latitude to escalate in different ways, in ways that it was not. Um, able to in Ukraine. Again, it's all bullshit because uh, uh, you know, on top of these referendums being a sham anyways, um, it, it doesn't really uh, change very much. Putin could have acted the way he wanted to at any point throughout this war. But, but um, Maxwell, let me open it up to you. So these referendums, have you been following them? What, what are you thinking? Does that change the calculus at all? Yeah, I've been following it and I've got uh, what they are saying are the results are which just let you know it's a joke i'm trying to get back to it right now i just had it up but essentially there's like four regions 
in occupied Ukraine that they're saying or anywhere they're they're all averaging about ninety eight percent in favor of joining well, Russia. Yeah, God. Which is which is hilarious given um yeah, our wars today great is covering that uh it has uh yeah Kerson ninety seven percent in favor of joining Russia. Zaporizhia, 98%. Donetsk, 98%. And I don't know this last one. Luhansk, mm-hmm. 98%. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? There was Northern Provisions had leaked footage from inside occupied uh, Ukraine where the Russian, the pro Russian fighters that are. Ukrainians that have been there since 2014 fighting were fucking uh, like being insubordinate and mutant, like pretty much mutiny against the Russian commander that had come in there because like, dude, you guys haven't helped us at all. Mm. We don't. You come. You have equipment. We don't have shit. We've been doing this for fucking years. You're not supporting us. We're not going to fucking move another inch. And the the Russian or the Ukrainian like pro-Russian commander on that end who was representing the 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 uh, and I don't know what you call it I don't there was a there was a term for this occupied territory but he was like what are you gonna do fucking shoot us shoot us then mm-hmm. like we're not doing shit you haven't fucking helped us out. Now you want us to come do this and you're ordering us around. Who are you? Mm. Right? Like we've been here from the big fucking beginning. We've got no support. And they're just basically they're like, we're done. Mm. We're done. Mm. Mm. So there's dissension in the ranks amongst, yeah, there's dissension in the ranks amongst the, uh, like donks, donks, donets, I don't know how to fucking pronounce that shit mm-hmm. region, which has been under like, which has been pro Russia and contested region since fucking the Crimea thing in 2014. That, that place is coming unglued internally. And then you've got all these fucking, uh, draftees that just are untrained. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. Like, that's why half, that's why people are like, fuck, because they know like, we're walking into a fucking slaughterhouse against a fucking trained, disciplined army that has that has all the fucking guts and mm-hmm. heart in the world to, you know, try to freaking win this thing. Uh, it, it's gonna, it's a fucking, it's gonna be a slaughterhouse. It's, I I agree a hundred percent. I one thing I didn't say when I was talking about the um, draft, and this ties into the referendum. Um, first of all, I, I, at least it's my hope that the referendum and the fact that this is all these territories are quote unquote becoming Russian now. Um, I hope that it doesn't alter the trajectory of the war at all. I hope the Ukrainian tra- strategy doesn't change. I hope that, um, on the U S side, um, we don't start to get hesitant or get cold feet about, uh, anything, even though everybody knows that it's a sham and everybody, 
um, acknowledges as much. Uh, you know, I hope that um, you know uh, people in Washington don't all of a sudden start to get a little bit nervous because um, uh, you know in Putin's eyes we're attacking Russian soil. I, I, I somehow I don't think that that is going to happen. It's certainly not going to happen on the Ukrainian side. Um, I worry a little bit more right. on the international side. Um, but I, I would, I would tend to say no, just based off of what I've read. Yeah, I think everybody, everybody understands that this is bullshit, and I don't know if we're ready to go into the, the uh, another topic of tactical nukes. We're, we're going to get that. Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there in a little bit. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. I'll table this until then. Yeah, definitely. But you know, the thing with this this mobilization and call up is. I actually don't think that it's going to affect the trajectory of the war that much. It might slow things down, um, or, 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 or uh, you know, slow things down for the Ukrainians, or give the Russians a boost for uh, uh, you know maybe two or three weeks. It'll be a, a sugar high just because they're going to be throwing more bodies at it. But if you now, have, well, I, well, I'll tell you what, I don't even think it's that. I don't even mm. think it comes to that. What mm-hmm. it comes to. What it comes to is, like, pick any episode of fucking The Walking Dead when there's a yeah. shit ton of fucking, you know, yeah. walkers, and they just run through them, right? That's that's what it's going to be. There's no shot in the arm to Russia. Yeah. They're just sending more fucking Russians. They're, mobilized, they're drafting dudes in their fucking 50s with medical conditions. Mm-hmm. They're they're out of fucking. They've lost sixty thousand fucking people. Yeah, right. So they're gonna send untrained old and and old frail motherfuckers in there with rusty rifles. Exactly. And it's yep. going to be a fucking turkey shoot. Yeah. And if anything, it is going to fuck it. The bloodlust that comes out of fucking Ukraine from slaughtering the fucking Russians is just going to fucking. It, it's going to pump up I, I think it's gonna pump up Ukraine like be like fucking bring it dude yeah. bring it we will fucking slaughter your entire country if you throw that at us yeah. they're sending fucking 50 year old tanks their equipment shit the rifles are fucking rusty it's fucking young boys with no training and old men with fucking medical conditions that show up to the fucking mobilization drunk as fuck on vodka yeah. because they yeah. know they're going to their death yeah. like bring it it's yeah. going to do nothing for Russia. There's no sugar high. There's none of that. It's just more pointless fucking slaughter. That's all that is. Yeah. That, no, That's you're all actually, that is. You're 100% correct. You're 100% right. Yeah. I, Here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So those farmers and shit that they fucking mobilize and send there. All right. There's already fucking Ukraine's already in a fight. That's a breadbasket. Who's farming the fucking fields in Russia? That's true. Right. When they send all their men to fucking go get killed. Mm-hmm. So, once the fucking Russians start goddamn starving. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it will, this, this bullshit mobilization is some of the last nails. Yeah, I, I agree. around to the last nails in the fucking coffins of fucking Russia. And yeah. fucking Putin's, Putin's fucking done, man. He's, they've, there's now 12 people in his closest circle that have been fucking adios amigos, the fucking yeah. dark alley fucking uh, yeah. cloak and dagger way. Yeah. Sudden thing. People are done. Yeah. People are done there, man. They're fucking, they've had enough. 
it is it is it is crazy. Yeah, twelve yeah, twelve <laughs> dudes who have like suddenly um caught a case of uh, falling out of a window. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. I I totally agree. I totally agree. Harp, what do you think about these referendums, man? Yeah, that's what I was gonna pitch and say. You know, with the uh, with this mandate for them to be recalled. Like you said, you're going to have the ones who don't want to go. So, I mean, you're going to see some, uh, what we would call insider three. You're going to see Russians turning like that. If people that don't want to go, they're going to fight not to go. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to get in there and just, you know, kick sand. They're not going to give a shit. And that's just going to not help the Russian military at all. Yeah. Yeah, in the end, you're, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of, yeah, fucking a battalion of fat yeah 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 master you had a permit but a battalion made up of fat old broke dicks who you know were fucking um when we were in boot camp we called it the pcp platoon the pork chop platoon yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah man oh they're not sending the best and brightest oh fuck so oh man and uh yeah i just it's it, it, it just it just Baffled I mean, not, my not mind. necessarily just not necessarily just the people that are getting recalled, their families too, you know. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. I yeah. mean, you, you know, if I was sixty or seventy years old and they tried to recall my son or grandson that didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my hard headed ass would probably do something stupid. Yeah, yeah man, you got you got fucking babushkas out there fucking smacking motherfuckers with purses like not my yeah. son. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, is. These re- these referendums are like, uh, you know, an NFL contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't mean shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so you know, what? perfect. Let's move into our um, next topic, which ties in with the referendums, which is nuclear escalation. So. The third part of his speech that got everybody really, really, well, everybody in um, the West and internationally pretty spun up is when uh, Putin said that he has, you know, Russia has, um, you know, uh, uh, I heard um, I heard it translated not as nuclear weapons, but highly effective weapons and some that are more effective than those weapons in the West. And he's not bluffing um, and that they will potentially uh, use them. So. The, you know, the, the, of all the analysis that I've read, the thought is that, like I said earlier, they're going to, uh, Russia is going to, you know, annex these parts of Ukraine under this sham referendum and then sell, uh, which then Putin can then go and sell to, um, you know, the Russian public, like, hey, we're being attacked on Russian land of, you know, there's 97% of the people there wanted to be a part of Russia. So, um, we're now being attacked on Russian land, which justifies the use of nuclear weapons. So, uh, Maxwell, I know you had tabled it, um, but what what are your thoughts on that, and what are your thoughts on the nuclear threat in general? Well, I've, I've seen a lot of talk on that, but I would say one thing uh, that might be a good indicator. Obviously, obviously, we have all sorts of intel assets. Every every intel collection discipline working round the clock. And the United States has not changed its nuclear posture. Mm-hmm. So yep. I use that as the barometer of how much we should take this as a threat, mm-hmm. right? 
like we haven't stepped up to DEFCON 4 or anything remotely close. Like, it's, it's one of those things. They may have that, they may make that threat. The question is how much control do they have over their own, uh, of their own arsenal at this point? Who, who knows? I mean, they can't get the fucking military to do shit. Uh, I mean, they got fifty-year-old tanks. Yep. Right. Like, and you and you guys said it before. Like, out of fucking fifty-five hundred warheads, you only need ten to work. You actually, you only need one to work, and it's like a oh shit moment. Yeah. But I, I look at it this way: I'm pretty sure all eyes are on that internationally. Yes. The fact yeah. that the United States hasn't stepped up its fucking new posture as a, as a result of that statement uh, leads me to speculate that it's highly improbable. Yeah, I agree. Before, before I give my thoughts, Harp, what do you think? Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, like, I don't see, a, you know, like that Hollywood movie where we thought the meat for coming and everybody panics. I don't think it's uh, nowhere near that level. I think he's, uh, I mean, a liar's going to say he's not lying. Mm -hmm. So he says he's not bluffing, so. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, and Maxwell, that you that's a great point, and I, think, I agree with everything that you said. Um, it's, I think that this, like, nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction in general are really... Putin's last little bit of leverage uh, over the international community and over the war um, in general. And, um, you know, to add to everything that you said, uh, I think it's a bluff because, number one, the, the use of nukes or chemical weapons is the red line that he knows that if he crosses, the NATO and the U.S. will have to get involved at that point. And um, one of the things I read is that... Um, uh, the State Department um, has been speaking with the Russian government at numerous levels, and just they didn't. The, the articles I read didn't specify exactly what was said, but basically, in no uncertain terms, telling them um, if you if you use nukes, we're getting involved. Uh, it, it was I don't you know I yeah. don't, it's but basically yeah like in I, like, I guarantee yeah I guarantee you the U S says if you use nukes like you you have fucking signed your death warrant yeah. like. Yeah, it's, no administration is going to play that fucking game. No administration. I don't give a fuck who's in the fucking White House. If fucking Russia uses nukes, we're fucking getting in it. And fucking if, if Russia uses nukes, Hart, Doc, get ready yeah, to get yeah. recalled, motherfuckers. Yeah, because it's fucking it's on. Yeah, it's yeah. on at that point. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred. A hundred percent. Better start doing some fucking crunches. Or yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, a hundred percent. That it, it it changes everything, and it is it, it would it would isolate him. Well, actually, so the other thing too, I think also, and Putin has to uh, know this on one level too. If he does go ahead and use a nuke, then he's not only going to get the entire West to. Um, uh, uh, engage in the conflict. I think he's going to lose uh, China's support as well, and I I don't think that uh, China uh, has been very very tepid in its support. And they had a um, uh, uh, they had a summit uh, last week where Xi Jinping didn't come out and criticize 
Russia, but did have reservations about the war, which is um, as close to a diplomatic smackdown as you can get from China in um, these, you know, in a form like this. So uh, China, I know China um, values stability overall, and I think that introducing this level of instability and um, uh, and, and and seeing the West unify and knowing that. Um, if Russia used a nuke, it would unify the West and unify, um, you know, the uh, uh, kind of Indo-Pacific countries, um, uh, you know, against Russia. Does not want to see a nuke used. Does and and also does, doesn't China and China doesn't want to get nuked itself. China does not want to get um, sucked into anything. So um, I think that um, Putin he knows. Like if I go ahead and I do it, that's it. It's done. It's over. And now. The interesting question, and nobody outside of the Kremlin can say this, is I wonder, nobody really knows what the nuclear chain of command is in Russia, but you know, if he gives the order, are, you know, are, does he have generals who will say no? Um, will they, are, they all, are they all tied to him and all corrupt? Will they all um, go all in knowing that that's the end or, or what? So um, I don't know. Do, Maxwell, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm wondering if there's people in the CIA that do know, which is why uh, America's not changing up their posture, elevating their freaking uh, level of concern, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's all pretty much just speculation at, at this point as far as, as that's concerned. Um, but, you know, they're coming apart at the seams internally. Yeah. And, you know, from an aspect of control, from an aspect of controlling the narrative to the outside world, because the stuff's getting leaked out. And people are seeing it for what it is. I mean, you saw this mass exodus once that mobilization announcement came out. And, and the airlines in Russia had to shut down because they like it was overwhelming, right? Um, and then Russia's got another problem. And all sorts of, you know, economists and, 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 yeah. and uh, you know, smart thinkers and, and think tanks are all pointing to, you know, this move and just stripping out your resources to just throw at this fucking war uh, when you're already slightly unstable is they're going to have major industrial and agricultural failures in the next two months. They're going to go into winter just in really bad shape. Uh, That along with our Import export embargoes, uh, you know, coupled with that, and and their inability to produce on their own, they're fucked, dude. Yeah, they're fucked. Yeah. But, but you know what? It's one of those things when you have a megalomaniac like fucking Vladimir Putin, they're going to die on that fucking hill because you know he's he. he can't be reasoned with right like it's just they're fucking it's it's one way and it, no matter how goddamn ridiculous it is 
is just going to fucking go that route. This is, you know, to speak to the larger geopolitical moment right now, this is why a democracy is so important, but a regular change of leadership in just in any country is absolutely important because, you know, Vladimir Putin has spent the last 20 years solidifying his support in Russia, um, you know, eliminating all, you know, almost all of his domestic opposition, um, surrounding himself with yes men and basically um, surrounding himself with people with nobody nobody will say no to him and uh, you know during the pandemic he was isolated he grew more and more paranoid um, you know I believe like because of some of the lax um, attitudes of the Trump administration he thought that um, and and China's growing power I think that he thought that you know this is their moment this is the authoritarian moment um, but the problem with authoritarians is when you have this single leader um, that controls everything, when you need to change course, it's extremely difficult to do so. And you've got, I mean, this is, it's not just here. I mean, you can look at Germany in World War II. You can look at China in the 60s under Mao. You can look at, you know, the Soviet Union in the 30s uh, under Stalin. You can go back, just history is littered with examples of kings and rulers who, um, you, or, you know, like, as you said, uh, megalomaniacal who just will not change course because uh, they're either narcissists or just don't believe they're wrong and lead their country into ruin. And um, it's, uh, it's yeah, so I think, and, you know, we, we have seen a ride of um, authoritarians in the last decade or so, and I think this is a big moment for um, you know, people in those countries, but for those, you know, the, I look at a guy like Victor Orban in Hungary, um, fucking Duterte in the Philippines. Um, it's like, guys, you know, you can fucking stumble into some shit and really, really, really fuck your country up. And if it can happen in Russia, it can definitely happen in Hungary and it can definitely happen in the Philippines. You know what I mean? So, um, so three cheers for democracy is what I'm, I'm basically saying there. So, um, yeah, so, um, Geez, so yeah, so a whole, whole lot of stuff. So those are the, the topics I have. Harp, let me open it up to you, man. What are, what are some other things that you've been seeing um, that have concerned you or that you think are notable? Well, I mean, just the everyday life of the Russians over there. It's starting to... The little article I sent y'all earlier with, with the school shootings and all that. Oh, yes, I mean, yes, yeah. They're, they're having... Uh, you had the... Uh, what was it, the embassy, the Russian embassy get attacked. Now you got people just inside Russia doing stupid stuff. Like the whole the whole place uh, is going crazy. Yeah. It it almost like seems... It's going to get cold over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If people are, are starving and hungry, I mean, if there's anything right here, why not do something stupid so you can go be somewhere where it's halfway warm and get fed? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. You know, I, I've been thinking about it too. I, you know, I know in 2020, everybody was kind of going a little nuts over here. And, um, yeah, I, from the things, it's, I heard, I did hear one really fantastic article with a Russian journalist. So Russian journalist who was, uh, you know, um, anti, against Putin and is, is now working um, from, actually runs a nonprofit here in the U.S., but um, she was saying 
that um, uh, she, you know, she still has um, to talks to a lot of people in Russia and gets a lot of news um, from um, uh, uh, you know inside Russia that Western news services don't get. And she said there's like there's just lots and lots and lots of um, lots of resistance, but like very you know um, resistance in ways. Um, uh, that just doesn't get picked up by the mainstream news. And one that did get picked up is in the Donetsk region. I guess some of the people from the army came to conscript um, some of the men there. And, like, a, kind of like a group of grandmas stopped and, like, yeah, yeah pushed them out. And um, the other was, uh, she said that um, there are some of the train tracks that are, um, there are some of the trains that are supplying um, troops. Like, people are, like, pulling the tracks up. And, um, like, little, like, little, little things like that that, you know, since they can't vote little acts of sabotage to just sort of slow the Russian government, slow the Russian war machine down um, that are happening all across the country that we're not seeing, you know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Um, Maxwell, let me, let me open it up to you. What, is there anything else that you've been seeing that we, um, we haven't discussed that, that you think is really notable? Uh, no, I mean, I think we hit all the major points. Uh, you know, like I said, the with what's going on inside of Russia. And I think it's the major story of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing outside of Russia, Ukraine, uh, that's notable is uh, what's happening in Iran right now. I don't know if you want to talk about that or we're prepared to, but go, yeah, go, if you want to say a couple things about it, I, I kind of, I don't know if they're exactly related, but I think that um, going back to what I was saying about authoritarian regimes, um, you know, not doing a very good job in that sense that they're related. Here, go ahead. Yeah, talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so, like, a uh, young woman in her 20s in Kurdish descent to had a little too much hair showing. Uh, she was taken into custody, beaten in custody, and eventually died. The Iranians said she had a heart attack, but she was perfect health before she got picked up. There is... So that sparked some protest... Uh, and, and, and it's and it's largely like you know, there's a younger generation. I don't know, well, I'll, I'll talk about this specifically, and then I'll go on to my bigger point. But uh, you know, women are burning their uh, hijabs and their head scarves out of protest, cutting their hair, and uh, they're not alone. You know, the younger generation males are supporting that. It's it's not just women. It's a whole generation of people that understand, like, this freaking, you know, religious fundamentalist fucking bullshit from yesteryear has no fucking place in the world, right? Um, I actually have family by marriage that are Persian and a family member that at one point was on uh, on Terry Rand's equivalent of the White House press corps. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, working for uh, a news source, international news source. I'll just keep it that, so just in case she's still doing that, so not to get her in any trouble. But, you know, this is like, there's been protests before. Uh, there was the Green Revolution in 2009. We did very little to fucking support that. Uh, when Soleimani got fucking taken out uh, a couple of years ago, uh, 
at the Baghdad International Airport. People, uh, people in Iran, like, raised up to celebrate that and protest. They're always put down by the siege and the uh, IRGC, which is the Iranian uh, Republican Guard or whatever the fuck Is it the Republican Guard or the Revolutionary Guard? I don't It's one or the other. Revolutionary Guard. Yeah, yeah Revolution. that's it. Revolutionary Guard Corps. Mm. That's what it was. So... You know, it's always being put down. There's all these opportunities. People raise up, like, it's this, it's the same thing, like, you know, like how Putin has secured himself and, and, and suppressed opposition. Opposition exists, and opposition definitely exists in Iran with, it. like I said, a younger generation uh, that are more educated, more tied into the world. Um, and, and right now, you know, there's the report of Starlink being turned on, uh, Elon Musk working with the U S government to turn Starlink on, to give these guys, give Iranians, uh, a, a chance to get information in and push information out, uh, to support their cause. Because the first thing in that closed society they do Every, all their internet's regulated and censored, and they close that pipeline off to the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Um, when people have satellite dishes over in Iran, it's like it's like black market shit. And uh, you know when when things are fine and they're not right, they're not out in the street fucking protesting. Uh, the government kind of turns a blind eye to it because you know why. The people aren't making trouble, so why, like, make trouble for ourselves? Mm-hmm. But anytime, anytime something like this happens, that's getting clamped down on. The internet's getting shut off. All this stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, to suppress the information. But I always, you know, in two thousand nine and the Green Revolution, I had, I had fucking hope for Iran. Like, it's about time they put down these fucking. You know, morons that just fucking want to go back to fucking, you know, 300 BC. Like, yeah. go fuck yourselves. Uh, but it's like nothing ever happens. Like, the Iranians are able to put this thing down all the time. Uh, you know, so like, uh, I, I stand with the freaking people of Iran who want to fucking change finally. Uh, and are protesting this because, you know, that's like you subjugate women as fucking like they're fucking cattle yeah. is absolute bullshit. And it pisses me off. Uh, just conventional wisdom of how things have happened in the past. You know, it'll 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 be in the headlines for a fucking couple weeks and then it'll go back to, you know, the fucking. IRGC and the besieged will fucking slaughter enough motherfuckers that it just suppresses everything and we don't hear about it and we don't think about it, unfortunately. You know, I unfortunately, I have to agree with you because I, I've been watching it too and like, as soon as I started, I for like a second... Um, I, you know, I got pretty hopeful, but then I was like, you know, I, Iran, over the, over the last, um, well, basically since the revolution, Iran has been really good about crushing dissent. Every couple of years, there's a flare-up 
Um, it lasts for about a week or two, and then yeah, they, 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 yeah, they jail a bunch of people, kill a bunch of people, and everything goes back to status quo, and uh, nothing really changes. So, um, you know, I don't really have um, too much faith that this is going to be uh, the big one. I've read, you know, I read a bunch of commentators in the West who got all excited um, last week, but and it might, I don't know, who knows? Maybe this is, maybe this is the beginning of something. I personally don't think so, unfortunately, but you know, time will tell. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Uh- that is the that is the unfortunate fucking thing of it. Yeah. So. They better be strong. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well. That'd, that'd be one of those playground fights where you better just hit them in the nose and keep on hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stop. Yeah. You know, and the Aitolas, they're a bunch of sneaky bastards. They survived a lot, too, because... I, I don't know if you guys remember, There's they fought a really, really bloody war with Iraq in the 80s um, where we supported Saddam, and um, you know they hung on after that. Um, they've hung on through uh, sanctions. They've hung on through, um, you know, stuff like this. So, uh, you know, I guess they're just, they're just happy to fucking hang on to, you know, this rump little state and not let go. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. All right. Well... Here we are at the end. Um, Maxwell, any final thoughts? No, no, fucking world's a crazy place, man. Indeed, indeed it is. Arpo, any final thoughts? I second that one. Yeah, just interesting to see what the uh, future's going to hold for over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All we can do is... All right. Keep supporting them. Keep doing what we're doing anyway. Yep. Yep. All right. So my final thought, I'm going to take a shot at Edward Snowden. So over the week, Edward Snowden um, became a Russian citizen. And he's been in Russia, and since I believe, since 2012, ever since he leaked... Um, the uh, uh, leaked all the information about what the NSA was doing. Um, and I actually, um, even though... Uh, uh, Snowden did do a valuable thing in um, letting the American people know about what the NSA was doing, because the American people did need to know and did deserve to know. Um, he Everything that he has done after that has been a complete and utter disgrace. Uh, moving to Russia and um, basically hiding out there, um, you know, in a place that is... is, is you know, the U.S. has made certainly made some mistakes, and we certainly have... Um, uh, problems of our own that we need to address, and our government does not always um, behave in the best way. But um, the U.S. on its worst day is still better than Russia on its best day. And uh, for Edward Snowden to go and um, seek refuge in a in a, in a country, in an authoritarian country that doesn't give half a shit about human rights, that is perfectly happy to invade. Um, its uh, uh, neighboring country, level it, send um, hundreds of thousands of its own troops into war, lose 60,000 of them, then escalate, um, and again, just stamp out all um, uh, democratic resistance um, in his country. I think that Edward Snowden has picked the wrong side. Um, he's probably going to live to be 60, 70 years old and die uh, an old man in whatever um, little Russian cabin that he's in, but uh, I hope that they conscript him and send him off to fight because um, wouldn't it be great for him to die for 
his uh, adopted mother country that apparently he loves so much. Or not die. I shouldn't wish him to die. I apologize. Actually, I, I spoke. I shouldn't wish him to die. But he should go and fight, get a taste of it, and see what they're doing, and let's see um, if he ever, uh, if he still agrees. But who knows. So that's it. All right, enough of my rant. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep our hopes, our thoughts, and prayers with the people of Ukraine. Maxwell, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Harpo, thank you. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. Thank always you. fun. Yup, yup. Thank you all so much. We love talking to you, and we will see you next week. <clears throat>